What's going on, TMH community? Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast presented by themarketinghelp.co, your number one resource for proactively advancing and accelerating your marketing career. So how's it going today? How's your week going? Are you being productive? Are you ready for another great episode, Marketing Career Moments episode? And this is where we listen to marketers talk about their career path uh, talk about what they actually do in their in their role on a day-to-day basis, but also drop tips uh, and advice uh, for you if you're thinking about a similar path or just looking to advance your marketing career. So today's guest is Keisha Velasquez. Now, she's a digital marketing manager at Ignite Accounting Services, and they provide fractional CFO support and support for bookkeeping and any other accounting services. And Keisha is someone I've known for a couple of years, and I think what makes her a great digital marketer is she's somebody who is very curious when it comes to learning. Uh, If there's something she doesn't know, she'll figure it out. And you're going to hear how Keisha went from being a theater fashion major to now leading digital marketing for Ignite Accounting Services. So listen closely for Keisha's tips on how to successfully manage up. And especially if you're in a marketing team of one or you work for an in-house marketing team, you, you absolutely can relate. And there's definitely something to learn here. It's all great stuff. Check out the show notes for ways to connect with Keisha. And we've got some other great links to marketing career resources. So let's get into my conversation with one of the, just one of the great superstar digital marketing managers today, Keisha Velasquez. Hey, fellow marketers, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast. I am joined today by Keisha Velasquez, who is digital marketing manager at Ignite Spot Accounting Services. Keisha, welcome to the episode. Thanks for having me, Eric. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. So uh, as you know, this is a career moments episode, and we like to hear from marketers about their career moments, career path, career journey, really just to help educate and enlighten others that are maybe thinking about doing something similar. I mean, I know I like, uh, or I'm interested in hearing more about your background and how you got into digital marketing that led you to, uh, which sounds like a pretty interesting role that we'll learn more about, but start by just taking us through your path from maybe, I guess, you know, you you were what, a, a art fashion major that led to some blogging that led to a B2B software company. How, you know, walk us through that. Yeah. So I definitely have a checkered past where like originally I did theater and then that kind of led me to uh, focus on like fashion design. Because when I was doing theater, I did like costume design. So then I moved to New York to do fashion at FIT. And then after um, I worked at a fashion firm, it was like my first major job and I loved it. And um, then I got pregnant and it was like super hard to work um, with a young child. So I found myself like at home and I was wondering like, what should I do? So I decided just to start my own business. And that was a really cool experience. Um, while I was starting my own business, it was making like you know, caps for kids and for men. So it kind of forced me to learn how to do branding and how to do marketing. And I also got my MBA at that time. I did like an accelerator program. It was about two years and it focused on entrepreneurship, which is really great because it it forced me to learn how to do things like um, look at financial management and planning and, you know, writing a business plan and take some marketing classes. Um, But I also just did a lot of marketing on my own. And Mm -hmm. I think I brought a probably like a really fresh perspective to marketing when I was running my own business. Cause um, when you're kind of like thrown into a new kind of skill set or new like uh, industry, you kind of figure stuff out as you go and you're, you're learning how to like sell and you're learning how to network with people and create partnerships. So that's where I found a lot of success in it. And eventually I decided I really just wanted to do the digital marketing part more. Like I really like doing um, things like, 
thing on social media and I like created my own website on Shopify. So I was trying to figure out a way how I can get a marketing job. And I actually had like a lot of trouble because I I don't think I knew how to really um, present myself. Like I was presenting myself more as like an entrepreneur, but I don't think like hiring managers really wanted to see that. So I had to figure out how to do my portfolio online by having my own website, my own um, resume and my LinkedIn. So cleaned up from, you know, being a founder to being like a content marketing manager, which is what I eventually settled down on that specific part of digital marketing. Um, but doing the, a program at Acadium definitely helped me figure out my focus. And then once I had my focus, I was definitely able to be more clear on my messaging about like how I present myself to hiring managers. And that's how I got my first role as a content marketing writer at IgniteSpot Outsource Accounting, which is kind of like, even though it's been around for about 12 years, it's still, I would say, a startup. In a lot of ways where it's a small team, I work directly with the CEO Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, it's been great. Like I, I went from like content marketing writer to digital marketing manager in about like four months. Um, and I had some like really quick wins by doing some partner marketing with software, um, partners that they already worked with. Um, and I think I just had like a really clear understanding of their positioning and understanding like, um, branding just from running my own business and like knowing how to talk to other business owners. Cause our, um, our, target audience, I would say is a founder of a, of a firm. And I just like know how to talk to them because I remember what right. it's like. I remember what it's like to bootstrap. I remember what it's like to be really um, distracted and focusing on a lot of different areas of your business. And then something like bookkeeping or counting is like probably the last thing you're thinking about. <laughs> so those are the kind of people that we usually target at um, Ignite Spot. Got it. Uh, great. Pa- I mean, I didn't realize that you had had run your own business, but it sounds like the skills you had there really carried forward into the into the Ignite world. Now, was that something you were thinking about when interviewing for the Ignite Ignite Spot role, or did it just happen that oh wait a minute, I'm tapping into skills that I had done before when trying to figure out my target audience? Yeah, no, I definitely was really intentional. Like, I wanted to either work with a company that helped small business owners okay. or like had some kind of services for them. So Ignite Spot was really interesting because they're asking for somebody that had some experience with like finances and stuff like that. And I'm not a financial expert, nor do I really need to be. I just kind of need to understand it enough to just communicate to their, their, um, you know, their audience or to their customers because their customers aren't financial experts. So really I'm just like a translator between, you know, nerdy accounting speak to business owner. Um, I just make it plain enough for them to understand when I'm writing like blog posts or editing, um, any kind of content for them. So if I were to ask you when you were about to take your MBA and I told you, Hey, in a couple of years, you're going to be working as a digital marketing manager for a uh, accounting software company. Would you believe me? Or would, like, could you see yourself getting there or would it just sound so? No, out I, thought, I thought I was going to be doing my business forever. Like it's of course, like when you start a business, you put so much energy into it. You don't think that, you know, I'm spending all this money and spending all this time, building this business that's ultimately not going to go anywhere. (laughs) Like if you would have told me that I would have been like, what this, that sucks. (laughs) But I mean, I really liked the the marketing aspect of my business. So like, I'm terrible at sales. Like just to be completely honest, like I would never sell well, like whenever I did markets and stuff like that, I, I sold digitally, like with my website or with social media, that kind of thing. But like when it came to just like hard selling, I, I would say I'm not the best, but when it comes to talking to partners and like helping people understand their positioning and branding, 
that's what I'm good at. <laughs> but I would always like, you know, hire other salespeople to sell my product for me. Um, yeah. Got it. So, so when I think about, <laughs> when I think about, again, just your background of, of, you know, a passion for fashion that, mm-hmm. you know, you probably saw yourself getting into a marketing role that was tied to a fashion position, but then the small business thing was the tie that got you to ignite, you know, then when it was accounting based, you know, I always like to ask people, how did you become an expert in the accounting space? So for all those listening that may have taken the job with the pharma company or with uh, a specific in-house marketing team that was within a category that may not have been their sweet spot, what, what are your tips for, you know, um, becoming an expert in the accounting industry in a very short period of time? Yeah. I mean, I actually didn't want to work in fashion. Like after I had that experience, I was like, I want to do something where it's either helping small businesses or it's something like software. Cause I realized like the fashion industry has their own unique challenges. Um, Like a lot of it's very like high volume or, you know, B2C. And I really wanted to focus on like a B2B kind of a company or startup. So like, I was really clear on that. So when it came to accounting, I didn't really feel as intimidated about what the the type of industry it was. It was like, as long as you understand what's the service they're offering and who their customer is and where to find their customer and what makes them unique compared to their competitors, you could literally market anything. Like it's, it's just about finding, like when we do like thought leadership pieces and stuff like that, I find experts. Like I'll go to Haro, ask for opinions. Yep. Or I go to my executive team, ask for opinions. And then I translate it to like people who don't know anything about accounting so they can (laughs) see the value in that and see the like return on having like automated processes and using software so they could, you know, access their data and get accurate reporting, things like that. So it's really, it's not like product marketing, but it's like, it's kind of like just understanding what does the business do and like who, what are their goals? Like who's their target audience? That's universal for I think any company. So absolutely getting to know your customer first. And then from there uh, it's focusing on that. It's focusing on those, those needs. Nice. So um, you you mentioned earlier, and I think if I'm a marketing associate listening and I'm hearing you say that you got promoted in four months, uh, do tell Uh, what was the secret to that? Yeah, I guess. Cause when I first, okay. Cause I knew, I understood that I was transitioning from, you know, being a small business owner or like having a background in fashion into like, accounting. So I wanted to just start off as a content marketing writer. Like I thought, you know, I could maybe do something more. And then during the interview process, I asked him like, do you have a strategy? Do you need help with like, you know, managing your marketing overall? Or do you just want a writer? And he was like, just write. I just want you to write. And I was like, okay, cool. That's great. But I'm always curious about people's strategy. Cause you know, if it's not focused, it might not get the results that you want. And I'm more than comfortable doing stuff like strategy or managing projects and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right. I was like, okay, cool. And so I did. And then eventually I kept like finding areas that I thought would help um, the business grow. So like I would like interview people or firms that did like, you know, PPC or like to show him things. Like I was always trying to like educate or consult with him to the point where he was like, okay, I see that you have like, a whole strategy and vision. It's not just like you're writing stuff, but you're, you're, I guess, um, going out of your way, taking the initiative to like build relationships and use like the resources that we already have to like help us generate leads and like grow as a company and that kind of thing. So that's the conversation that I had after having some success after like the first, I guess, quarter or so working with him. And then I just asked him, you know, 
like when when he first offered me the role he was like gave me a range he's like okay we'll start you off with this but if if it goes well we'll give you this much I was like okay cool and then so four months later I was like hey remember that time that you said (laughs) that you would give me more money (laughs) well that time has come and like I made this 90-day plan and I hit all my goals in my 90-day plan so can we you know revisit that conversation and then also can you give me a different title because I think you need a manager and not just a writer and these are the reasons why and he was like, yes, that's fine because you go above and beyond. So, yes, you can have that title. That's fine. And, yes, you're more money here. Here you go. Nice. So, so it's not, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of tips that I hear in that one for anybody who's listening where it sounds like you, 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 you weren't afraid to negotiate, but you knew what you had to do in order to establish a, a, a conversation that would put favor in you doing well over 90 days. So the 90-day plan to me, which is the most underutilized I think asset for any new hire in a marketing position, you built it, you followed it, you talked about it and you held everyone accountable. That was part of that conversation. And that, that helped you reinforce your, um, your promotion. It sounds like. Yeah, for sure. And it was funny. Cause like, <laughs> I'm a part of a couple different Slack communities for content marketing. There's one that's really good. If you're interested in content marketing, I highly recommend you join one called Superpath. Um, it's run by a guy named Jimmy Daly. He used to work with an agency called Animals, which also produces a lot of really great content and has a good blog that is amazing. That gives you a lot of information about um, coming up with content ideas and like, um, you know, reporting on your content, stuff like that. But um, I was part of that Slack community. And so there's channels for like asking questions. So one day I like, I was already active in the Slack communities. I would ask them, you know, like, how do you navigate a conversation about a raise? And this is around the time that like COVID was happening and people are getting laid off. And everyone was just like, wait, what? You just got hired like four months ago and you're asking for a raise? This is a bad time. Like, do you understand what's happening in the world? And I was like, yes, but this person said that they would consider giving me a raise. I'm still going to ask, like, if you could give me advice about like how to navigate conversations. And people were like, this is a terrible idea. Don't do this. And I was like, look, I'm going to ask because the worst that he could say is no. Like, why would I not ask? Like, I just like, I don't know. That's always been my mindset is like, why don't you just try? (laughs) And like, I don't, when we had these conversations, I assumed that he was, you know, being honest. So I was like, I'm just going to try. Yeah. It happens. I love that perspective. What's the worst that can happen, right? Nothing. You know, he says no. So what? Yeah. Um, Well, you look back, you know, on the steps that you've taken and I, and I, and I, remember us having conversations earlier on about you really wanting to tie that passion with small businesses and help small businesses. So from, from that point when you knew that's what you wanted to do, i.e. not fashion, but definitely help small businesses to where you are right now, if you had to identify one of the biggest mistake that you made in this path so far, what would you say it would be? Uh, And like transitioning from, like it just into digital marketing in, in general? It's just in your career path from where you started to where you are now. Any any mistakes that you learn from? Um I I don't know. I like I just think before I was really I wasn't really clear on what I wanted to do. And I, I really needed to figure out I just needed to decide. Yeah. Like because then it made everything else a lot easier, like putting together my resume and like knowing how to sell myself, that kind of stuff. I think I was um, like, I was at first really drawn to the idea of doing like PPC and all those things. I thought it would like make more money and it'd be like more valuable kind of 
uh, position or role, but really I had to think about like, what am I actually good at? And like, what do I like? And like, what's a realistic goal for me? Cause like, if I had to do something like PPC, I would have to learn a lot more and get more certifications. And it would, it would have been just like almost too much of a big leap for me. Mm. But I think it was having conversations with people like you or like other mentors that, it really forced me to like, think about like all the things that I like, all things I'm good at. And then, um, you know, the clear answer was like content marketing and just like writing would be the best segue for me right now. (laughs) Cause like, even when I was, you know, had my own business, I was already doing guest blogging for, um, other publications like makers row or like Etsy that things like that when I was doing my, you know, craft or like, uh, design business. So, right for me to continue doing that just made the most sense. Um, yeah. Got it. So um, when I think about the role you're in now, in-house marketing team, and it's it's kind of an always ongoing conversation with marketers where it's, you know, which is better working for an agency, working for in-house in a marketing team. Um, what would you tell people is the biggest myth as it relates to working in-house? Cause most people think, uh, and especially for those that haven't worked in-house, but is it slower? Is it harder to get things approved? I mean, these are some of the things we always hear about the differences between the two. What's what's the biggest myth you want to debunk here about working in-house at a uh, at a software company? Um, I mean, well, sorry, just to or clarify. Services. Yeah, services. it's more of like a services. Right. We use software, but yes. yeah. Um, I think that people will probably think that we have it like all together. <laughs> Because like, because like, it will be like easier to communicate because everybody's like on the same team, but it's really not like that sometimes. Like sometimes you can still be siloed, especially because I'm the only marketer. So I'm like a one person marketing team. Um, and, you know, the core business is accounting and CFO services and taxes. So a lot of times they don't really know what I do or like kind of understand like all the things I need or the resources or the time it takes to like execute these ideas or campaigns. Um, so yeah, even though you're, you're working on the same team, it could still be like the communication could be like a problem sometimes. So you just have to, um, do your due diligence and like just being helpful to your teammates. Like my first few months, I was really trying to make allies with my, um, director of customer success and with my director of sales. Like, I just like want them to be like, just to like me. And I would just, (laughs) I would help them with projects if they had questions. I would like go out of my way, like just stuff to like, give me some kind of um, leverage in the long run that, you know, cause I know that I'm going to need their help and I'm going to have to ask them a lot of annoying questions of where to find certain information about like, you know, client attrition or like, where do I find this in HubSpot, things like that. So I tried really hard to like, just make friends and, um, to be nice and make sure I'm communicating as much as possible. Or if I can't do something, you know, explain them, explain to them why, like creating a lot of transparency in my workflow. Like they use uh, ClickUp mm-hmm. as the, the tool for task management so everybody can see what I'm doing. And I put my calendar for content on there so everybody can see what I'm doing. Um, when I have like webinars, I'll I, I put it on that or like checklists, everything so people can understand everything that I'm doing and like how I'm working towards that goal for like the company that's set by the CEO. Um, yeah. Well, I like that approach to making relationships with, with, with folks because someone once told me, especially for, for a marketing role, um, first person to make friends with is sales. 
if there is a sales component or a sales team. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's no sales, then it's uh, finance because mm-hmm. you want yeah. them to understand exactly how marketing works. Yeah. Uh, and then HR uh, to help with building a team or helping professional development. So yeah, looks, looks like you're going about the right way, starting with the CEO, which was your direct manager. So well done there. Now, when yeah. you think about the the interviewing, right? So you're transitioning from the positions where you're doing a little bit of freelance work, working for yourself, and then you're getting hired. You're, you're getting hired to work uh, as a content marketer at the time. What's the one tip you have that you thought, let me rephrase that. What's the one tip you have for those interviewing that that you found to be helpful for you to to get the job? What was the thing that you did that helped you get the job offer for Ignite? Uh, definitely being prepared, like crazy prepared, like looking at their website on like, <laughs> like everywhere, like Ahrefs, MRush, like looking at their traffic, looking at their competitors, um, I did like, you know, there's that uh, one page business um, plan where you could kind of see like, this is their product. This is how they bring their product to market. You know, um, this is their personas that they're talking to. Like, um, even if I'm not correct, you know, just doing my due diligence and doing that research. And then when it, because it was for content, I did a content audit. I looked at all their channels where they, like they have multiple channels. They had YouTube, they had Instagram, which was like not being used, Twitter, which was not being used. Um, they had, they weren't using LinkedIn. Like, so finding out like, where are these opportunities that they have? What are they doing super well? Like, what are the strengths they have? Like, I would say their, you know, their internal strengths were like the CEO really is super good at um, talking and communication, getting people excited. And like, um, he's really good at YouTube and making these really creative um, videos. So like, acknowledging that like being like, I see this potential that you have, we could like repurpose this content in so many ways. We can use some of that as inspiration for blog posts um, or webinars, things like that. Um, so just like at, at the, during the interview, I could ask a lot better questions because I was prepared. Right. And then at the end, I like showed him my content audit, you know, at the end, he was not expecting that he was just expecting a regular conversation, but like at the end, I was like, Hey, I did a content audit. Would you like to see it? And he was like, Oh, okay. And then, so I showed it to him and it was like, okay, you're like super prepared. You obviously understand my business. You obviously understand like where we're at. And like, you've gifted me with like advice on opportunities of places that we could grow our content or maybe like scale down and like focus or, you know what I'm saying? So just yeah, yeah. be prepared. <laughs> the excitement shows like when you put the extra effort in. So Great point. So be prepared and be prepared to show value. So I think that 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 could be sounds like in your case, it was the thing that opened their eyes to say, here's Keisha acting like she's in the role already before we've even decided who's the best fit for the role. So that I think it's a great tip to take away is interviewing for a marketing job, you know, act like you have the role, then what would you do? And right, yeah, you to realize what sorts of things you would look at and what you would look for. But uh, great point. So last question here for this, the, the, the career path portion is, what's the next step for Keisha? Where does the path take you in your mind in the next two years, three years, five years? Uh, again, it, it, you may not have it thought through, but just if you had to think about where you've been to where you're going, what is it, um, in your mind the next stop that you want to take on your path? Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm trying to decide if I want to do something more like, you know, senior like content lead or like more something like 
partner marketing manager, just because I've been really enjoying that part of my role now, um, working with external partners and helping them create content or us creating content together. That's been really valuable for us to work with um, our software partners that have way more money and better budgets and more people and more developed, you know, marketing teams and getting them to sponsor us on platforms that we can't afford, like CPA Academy or, you know, go to webinar and um, just like working with other experts to create content. It's been so rewarding and valuable and like helping us get leads, um, helping us get in front of more or or a wider audience, that kind of thing. And it, it all makes sense because we're all talking to the same customer. Um, So it's been like a win-win like, or developing use cases for our softwares and putting in our blog. Um, They totally love that. (laughs) So uh, I really just, I don't know. I really like collaborating with other businesses and helping them with their positioning or like highlighting their features and stuff like that. Um, But I'm also really enjoying just managing editorial calendars and working with like really smart, talented writers um, coming up with ideas for like webinars. It's all been really rewarding and fun for me. So I guess I could go either way. And um, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, but I think that's the observation is that you realize that, you know, you, you take a job uh, because of the skills you bring to it. And then as you work the job, you realize that there's other opportunities that are of uh, either a, a growing interest or a new interest. And I think that's the dynamic nature of these marketing positions is because there's so much going on, which we'll get into in a little bit, in your day-to-day, it's opening your eyes to other opportunities you may not have thought that you were prepared to or interested in. Uh, I mean, how many times I've talked to somebody who started as a social media marketer and ends up becoming a sales development rep because they just love the social aspect of connecting with people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keeping a, a mind open to be influenced by the things that you like in the job that you're in, regardless of title, uh, is what I got from you there in terms of your next step in your path. So we'll take a quick break here. Um, you know, interesting uh, tips here from Keisha on her career path. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about day in the life for a digital marketing manager. Hey, everyone, just want to let you know about another great resource for marketers uh, that you have access to. And it was born out of the most frequently asked questions we've been getting from our audience of marketers uh, over the past couple of years. You know, questions like, um, what should I put on my resume if I'm looking to apply to a marketing job? How can I get better at networking on LinkedIn? Uh, What skills should I be focusing on for wanting to become a marketing manager? And the reality is, listen, you could find uh, the what on the answer to these questions anywhere. But we've actually curated a community that provides not just the what, but the how on how to effectively execute action tied to the answers for these questions. And there's been tons of questions, and and it led to us curating uh, this resource. If you want to get access, go right to themarketinghelp.co forward slash subscribe. And what you're going to find there, like for resumes, we, we, we give you a marketer's resume template plus the equation you need to use for your experience bullet points so that it shines and it gets uh, a callback. For networking, we've got a template for outreach messages you know, to that agency hiring manager, uh, plus a checklist of things to do to make sure you get the callback. Skill building, we've got a, a guidebook that, that provides um, progression skill building for over 100 specific marketing roles. So you know exactly which skill makes the most sense for you to focus on. And you can connect with other marketers that are at the same point in their career path as you. Uh, Plus, you can directly connect with other hiring managers or hiring managers for roles that are being exclusively posted 
in our community. So again, time to start accessing the resources that help you with the what and the how. And join for free now at themarketinghelp.co forward slash subscribe. That's themarketinghelp.co forward slash subscribe. I look forward to seeing you in the community. Now let's get back to that episode. All right, and we are back with Keisha Velasquez, who is Digital Marketing Manager for Ignite Accounting Services. And Keisha, let's focus now on a day in the life. So a couple of things I want to ask you heading into this, this, this segment here is when you start your week, uh, Sunday night, Monday mornings, and you look at your calendar and you build your to-do list for the week, what are you writing down there? Give us a, a peek into what a digital marketing manager is doing, is responsible for uh, in a given, you know, a given week. Yeah, so I'm always looking at my blog calendar because those are really my main parts of my role. It's like making sure we get a weekly blog post out. Um, so I'm always looking at that, seeing what's coming up that I need to publish every Thursday and making sure I'm working with our graphic designer to create like a custom image to promote that that blog post or like put as our feature image, um, working with the writer to see how she's doing, if she's giving me the outline or she's giving me the final draft, do I need to edit it? Um, I'm always looking at webinars that we're planning. So we're doing those like once a month, making sure I'm moving those along by either, you know, helping create the, the presentation, like the slides, making sure I have certain things set up, like a Zoom registration page is done, make sure I update the homepage, make sure I update the page for our free webinars, mm-hmm. make sure I promote on LinkedIn. Um, those are the kind of things I'm always looking at every week. Oh, including all of our internal communications, our external communications. Like with our clients, we do a weekly client update uh, email that tells them everything that's happening. If there's any tax updates, um, if we have any any new hires that we're like spotlighting, um, any upcoming events or like what's the latest in the blog. Um, I'm always scheduling that out every week. Um, I'm also, let's see. So, oh, we all, okay. Good. Yeah, we also do like a mastermind every week. So that's just a meeting that we have with our clients um, and the CEO. So I always promote that. And then I edit like a quick video and like a premiere. It's usually like a recap video talking about what we talked previously. And it's like promoting the new webinar or not the new webinar, the new mastermind. Um, yeah, those are the, those are the main things. Sometimes I'll also like, do like little promo videos for our webinars using different things. But, but it sounds like, like you said, your first role in this company was a content writing role. And that, Mm -hmm. that, cause it sounds like everything you're doing here is, is largely centered on the engine that is creating the owned media uh, for content pieces, right? The webinars, the emails, the calls, et cetera. So you started as a content writer and that evolved to be more things, content marketing, but then the digital marketing aspect of your title now feels like it has encompassed those partnership conversations and really being the steward for Ignite out into the other possible partners uh, when it comes to turning some of that own media content into shared media. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we're still trying, (laughs) we've been for a long, a long time interviewing different like uh, paid social and like, you know, PPC firms. We're still developing that. And we, you know, I finally got a budget for that. Um, it's just a matter of finding the right firm. We've interviewed a few, so we're trying to move forward, but we at least have like a plan and like a you know a strategy to tackle that. 
and how we're going to use it to promote our blog content, which we invest a lot in, and then also our landing pages, which we're like currently refreshing all of our our service pages that have like we have a page for every service, like one for accounting, one for CFO services, one for tax. So we're all we're like refreshing everything, the copy, um, the homepage. So now now you said you're a marketing team of one and you know, walk us through the 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 process that you went through when it came to deciding it was time to, you know, there's the buy versus build model when it comes to skills for building a marketing team. It sounds like you guys decided to do a a buy model, meaning go find experts in agencies to do some of the other marketing skills. What was that process like on your side to get to that decision? Well, it was just mostly because when I was writing everything, um, it's it just it's it's almost like you need two separate people one one set of pe- one person to focus heavily on distribution and promotion of your content, and one person to like create it because doing both at the same time can be like extremely time consuming. And it's almost like you need a fresh set of eyes to look at that content that's been created to like really promote it and to distribute it. Um, Doing it all is a lot. (laughs) So when I was originally hired, um, I was doing that cadence of work by myself and I'm like, this is a lot. And like, I feel like not everything is super high quality content. I'd rather we I already knew of like animals and like other um, firms. So when I presented it to my CEO, he really liked their strategy. He really liked the content they were already producing and could see it was high quality. And so he was like, oh, this is great. But he was like, what will you do then? (laughs) And I was like, well, I will manage them and I will, I will be the editor and I will promote it and I will help you with their webinars, like, and doing the other stuff that, you know, I, I was already kind of doing. So, but now I would have that little bit of space to breathe, to do other stuff, um, to figure out how to, you know, do more stuff on social and do more um, like the partner marketing and the webinar planning. And right. eventually we're getting close, but hiring a PPC firm too. So there you go. <laughs> so it sounds like it was the, I think a lot of marketers go through this, especially ones that are going alone or with a small team is you realize that. Uh, on paper, it sounds like sure I can I can do all the things, but then when you actually get into doing it well and realizing what it takes to do it well, mm-hmm. it's the, the way you position it. It's well, we need somebody to do this side of the engine, and then I'll do the other side of the engine and be focusing on that eighty percent of the time, as opposed to trying to do both at about thirty percent capacity at best. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like it was a successful education moment that you had with your CEO. Uh, and I guess the question there is, you know, what are your tips for effectively managing up? Because you're in a very unique position where you're reporting right to the CEO. And I guess those listening that report to the, you know, the VP, the manager, the director, the CMO, whatever it is, what's your tip for having a, a strong relationship with your direct manager? Um, just, you know, being really open and like honest about like, these are my strengths. These are my limitations. And it's not just, you know, I can't do it. It's like, I don't have the time to do it. Um, and just, just being really honest, like just be honest about like what you can and you cannot do and connect and get back to their goals. Cause like, you know, his goal was to get, you know, more backlinks, better traffic, you know, more conversions, things like that. So I'm like, well, this will help us do that because it will be better quality content instead of me just, 
you know, writing just to write and then have a lot of blog posts, but they're not all really good because I don't have the time to put the research in that I really need to, or, um, you have the support of doing interviews for customer, like success stories and use case studies and stuff like that. Like us having that writer, I mean, we pay a fee, but really it's not a fee just for writers. It's a fee for a writer, an editor, a strategist. So we get all the things like we would if we had an in-house, but, you know, we're paying one fee that's manageable and within budget to get that, um, to get that many people to help us produce really, really good content. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we've had a lot more leads and yeah, a lot more like PR opportunities because of it. So, and, and I, well, I like how you started that with just about building the relationship, um, uh, putting it in terms of your manager, right? Do things that are tying back to what they're interested in. Um, so I think that's, that's a effective way to look at it. Now, for those listening that love the idea of content, uh, are good writers, they want to pursue a path that is in content or even, you know, kind of a digital marketing role that oversees and touches a little bit of things. Uh, What's the skill that somebody needs to have versus would be a nice to have? For, for being a good writer or, or just being in a successful in a content marketing role that includes the things that you're doing. So you definitely need to always be like, reading other people's content and like getting a sense of what really works. And you always, you always need to just want to learn new things and like try new things to see what what's working. And this like, you kind of have to just do it. Like you kind of have to always like, like, you know, subscribe to all these different blogs that gives you updates in the industry and like these different tips and tricks. And like, I'm always going to like webinars. I'm always reading on other people's, um, blogs to learn how to do it better and how to not just write better, but how to, you know, um, put my content on the page better. So it's skimmable and there's texture with like images and there's videos to support it and understanding how people read on, on the internet is different from like reading a book. So I'm always like learning new stuff and just trying new stuff. Um, so you definitely need that skill. (laughs) I don't know how, what you would call that skill. Like maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know how, how you would say that. You just need to be curious. Be, be curious. curious. There you go. Yeah. Curious is a good word for it. <laughs> Someone who's just a big old nerd. So <laughs> likes to learn new stuff. So, um, And when you think about, you mentioned earlier about some of those resources you, you live and die by the super path was one other resources that you think folks should be uh, leveraging or listening to if, if it's content or digital marketing, that's a path for them. Um, there's a book that I think it's Anne Handley wrote. Everybody writes. I love that book. It's so Great good book. when it, yeah. yeah, when it just breaks down like the process of writing and how you just have to like make the big messy first draft and like walk away and come back and then focus on editing and then clean it up. Like definitely just do that. Cause you don't want to make it perfect all at once. And, um, yeah, I would definitely subscribe to that <laughs> model of like done is better than perfect in order to like just get the the first draft out for like blog posts and things like that. Um, other things, I mean, I don't want to toot your horn, but definitely the marketing help helped me out a lot because it had like templates for not just doing my work, but like working with people on my team and like um, how to frame my one-on-ones that I had with my CEO, like 
the kind of questions to ask and like check in with him on a personal level and just like, you know, how am I doing? Things like that. They definitely helped me a lot. Um, and uh, let me think. Yeah, I would, I would say those are the main ones. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- yeah. I think those are, uh, we'll, we'll link to these in the show notes for sure. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like, you know, you're, you're finding value in tools and resources that, like you said, let you see what other people are doing and has been successful through Anne's book and what she has there. Superpath is a super great community. Uh, if anybody's looking for a nice, active community, talks about content marketing. Also, you know, it is slanted towards content marketing, which is great. And what a great, great industry to be part of and learn more about. And then those marketing help resources you referenced too is just really to empower marketers to really be more mindful of how to navigate their positions and use those templates and whatever they are to uh, connect with those around you, whether it be your CEO or um, you know the peer that you're working with on a certain project. So good stuff. We'll link to those in the show notes. Now, what would you say uh, when you look back on your entire career so far, what would be the most impactful career moment you think you've had? Hmm. Oh my gosh, that's a really hard question. I think a lot of people think about there's there's more than one, sure, but when you think about the maybe the one that's most influential, that if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be here. Or if it didn't happen in the way that it did, I may not have found the same path. Um, anything come to mind there? Hmm. I just think like doing the Acadium program um, that you like that you help teach for, that definitely helped me a lot. Be like really clear about my career path and thinking about like what my actual strengths are, um, thinking about my network that I have and taking the time to always like be focused on results and like the strategy that I'm, I'm taking and like what was the impact, like always thinking about like, everything I'm doing in terms of like, what are the impact statements going to be? So like, I have to always know like where I am, like setting a benchmark, like where are we starting from? And then having a goal, like how we're going to move the needle, what are we going to do? And then like actually going back and measuring, did I get that result or did I not? (laughs) And if not, why? Like, let's tell that story. Um, It just kind of made me think about everything that I do differently. And I just always wanted to focus on like, things that will have the most impact first, like as a priority, not just like doing day-to-day like operational, like in the weed stuff, but stuff that's going to, I don't know, make a real difference in in the company and in in its growth. So yeah, I guess that would be my moment. (laughs) It's like just going back and doing that accelerator program at AKDM and then have, because that really gave me access to a community that I could reach out to and get advice from and check in with. Um, like, I really think that's so underrated, just having, just networking, having a community, having like mentors that definitely will help you accelerate your career. Um, getting that like in advice from people and getting insights from people who've been doing it a lot longer than you have. Yeah. And it, it sounds like if I had to summarize kind of the takeaways from that experience was, you know, somewhere between getting the certification or getting an internship or finishing an apprenticeship, somewhere between the, I got some hard skills and between that and the, uh, I got an offer letter, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the hard part is navigating the, 
well, how do I present myself confidently? How do I talk about my competencies? How do I, so I think you know, what you learned in that program is really how to isolate and amplify the things that are sitting there that a lot of people have. They just don't know how to, yeah. how to frame them up. Yeah. And, and, you know, if I, if I had to summarize what that career moment was for you is the moment when maybe you got slightly outside of your comfort zone to realize what may have been, you know, something that was too comfortable before. Um, so anyone listening, it's, it's about, you know, if you're looking for that catalyst moment in your career and it hasn't happened yet, it's probably because you've been too comfortable. Yeah. It's time to try something that may push you, whether that's the public speaking course, learning code, whatever it is. But uh, that's that's a great assessment, Keisha. Um, tell us, tell us where anyone that wants to continue the conversation with you about content marketing, uh, your path so far with Ignite, your learnings, uh, where's the best place for, for folks to connect with you? Yeah, definitely on LinkedIn. You could just find me on, it's like LinkedIn forward slash Keisha Velasquez. But um, I live on there. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I occasionally will tweet, but honestly, I'm on LinkedIn. So just... Just message me. Got it. Yeah. And listen, I've been seeing the posts you've been putting out there. Like you said, you're controlling the content and you're trying to reach small businesses. So here you are in LinkedIn putting out great content to connect with them, to let people know about your webinar. So guys, check out Keisha in LinkedIn and look at the stuff she's posting. Probably relevant to some of you just to get a, a feel for how some of these content productions can go through. Uh, but we'll share links to that and a lot of the resources you mentioned today in the show notes. Uh, so Keisha, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Eric. It was really fun to do. All right. All right. A big thanks to Keisha for joining us on this episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast. You know, I love Keisha's tip on on how to approach educating internal team members when you think about, you know, uh, making sure you start by tying the marketing impact to the over, overall business goals, company goals, or even the goals uh, of the CEO. So just great tips there from Keisha. Remember to check those show notes for ways to connect with Keisha and get some links to some other great marketing career resources. Now, listen, if, if you have a question, if you need help in your marketing career, uh, don't hesitate to email us at connect at themarketinghelp.co. Connect at themarketinghelp.co. Love the feedback you guys are giving us. Keep it up. Until next time, this is your host, Eric Harvison. And remember, today's a great day to start advancing your marketing career.